episode of The Privy. I am Courtney, and this week, Forrest is out of the country, so I am joined by a good friend of mine, Miss Jessica Blair. Hi. Hi, Jessica. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing okay. Now, at the top of every episode, me and Boris say our highlight of the week. So this is a high that you have from this week, a highlight, something you remember. What is yours this week? Um... So this weekend we went to Reese Beach. Who is the we? And Rachel and I, my wife, okay. and our friends. Okay. And I haven't been there in so long. No, where was but it? But it is at Reese Beach. Reese Beach, yeah. okay. Far Rockaways is literally New York City on the beach. Like coming from California, uh-huh. you don't see what I saw that day, and it was uh-huh. so refreshing. It was people of color, trans people, gay people, like literally everyone at the beach. Just hanging out, having a great time. Yeah, good. So amazing, so refreshing. Good. A wonderful day at the beach. God, yeah. I have to admit, I'm not that big of a beach person, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm actually surprised by this beach story, because having known you... you make? I know, but I feel like you've been outdoors a lot lately, too. Like, yeah, all summer. Like, Southampton. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, yeah. Miss Thing. Oh, Southampton, excuse me, Miss Thing. Even that, though, I'm like, you there, Sam's. <laughs> um, well, this week, for me, I would say... Probably podcast feedback. Um, we're doing a collaboration that which I can't really speak about, but I would definitely say it's a highlight of mine. Um, a, a big podcast duo reached out, and we're going to do a collaboration early September. Amazing. I don't think I told you yet. No. Oh yeah. So this is. <laughs> this is really off. I want to hear it. Um, so yeah. So that was my highlight of the week. It really um, made me feel really, really good, um, humbled, and just reminded me that. This is what I enjoy and love. and, and it's not, Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for people who don't know, I've known Jessica for, oh my God, five, six... Ten? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ten years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ten years. I used to live in L.A., uh, as some of you may know, and I met her through... It's a long story. I met her through someone I knew, brothers... Related to my ex-girlfriend... Yeah. Yes, baby. And when we used to live in LA, and then I, she used to live in New York. Jessica is she. Jessica used to live in New York, um, and she moved to LA where I met her, and then I moved to New York for the first time, and then Jessica moved back to New York. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. And Jessica recently got married to Rachel. Yay. Hey, Rachel. <laughs> How is married life for you? Same. Like, totally the same. Like, like nothing Like, exciting. very exciting that we did it. Yeah. More, of course, we love each other, and we would be with each other, and start mm-hmm. family, and, you know, all those things, but, like, very exciting to have been able to get all of our friends into one place mm-hmm. from both coasts, and just have a big, fat party. Question. Like, that was amazing. Okay. You were there. You, uh, yes, yeah. I was here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I was, and then you have two little furry babies who... May or may be making a guest appearance um, on this episode. One of them really likes to bark. <laughs> yeah, so they may be in and out of the room. <laughs> but they look like they're doing really well right now, they actually. Well. Okay, he's distracted. Yeah. Okay, so, quick question. Okay. How is it living in the U.S. in 2017 as a lesbian woman? Oh, God. I know. Um, like how is like, like how how does it feel now? Yeah, yeah. Like, just in this this current political landscape. Um, I feel 
I feel like for me, because I, like, I have, like, a lesbian invisibility. Like, I blend in. Mm-hmm. So, I worry, I guess, with a, with a different landscape that we're in now, I worry more about my more masculine presenting friends. Okay. Rachel, like, I, that that's always kind of been in the back of my mind as they exit their homes, as yeah. they exit their jobs. Uh-huh. Like, I hope everyone's okay and, you know, being safe, like... Not to put it on them, it's not them, but yeah. like, I worry a bit more yeah. for them. Have, have they ever, you or been around a loved one or friend where they have um, experienced like <laughs> homophobia, I would say, or um, derogatory, a derogatory experience um, where people said like lashed out or yes. said something? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but not in a while. And sometimes I feel like, I get too aware, not that we shouldn't be aware, but, like, too honed in on paying attention to what may happen. That sometimes right. I feel like I miss what I'm in that location to enjoy, like, whatever I, whatever event we're doing. Right. You know, we had an experience in the desert in California, mm-hmm. which I noticed and didn't bring to anyone's attention until we had gone home and seen the concert and we're done. Mm-hmm. But there were men, you know, I'm assuming straight men there who couldn't stop staring at my friends who were making eye contact with each other from across the room. And I'm like watching this whole thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, what's going to happen? Like, right. So yeah, yeah, definitely seen it. And, and to me, like things happen to me. No, right. I blend it. Yeah. yeah. Which is for safety reasons, I guess like good, but also yeah. we've talked about this, like continuing to come out. People are like, well, your boyfriend, oh, who's your husband? You yeah. Know? No. Nope. (laughs) I don't look what like what you have in your head. Like you know, lesbians come in all shapes and sizes and whatever. Yeah, exactly. Now, have you ever been around someone who has said something about a lesbian, not knowing you're a lesbian, or said something about someone gay? Tell me about that experience and like how it, because that will tie us into today's topic. Go ahead. So doing hair, like. I've had so many clients from so many different areas and whatever. And I remember one conversation I was, I slowly came out to all of my clientele in LA and one woman, I just never came out to because I didn't feel like, you know, I did her hair for eight years, but I didn't feel it was super important for me to have that conversation with right. her. Um, and she started talking about these male friends she had that were gay and they were fabulous and she couldn't say enough amazing things about them. Correct. And then she brought up lesbians and literally the only thing she said was like, that's just so weird to me. Like, really? Why would you be a lesbian? That's just so weird. Oh, I was like, wow. Oh. <laughs> okay. Moving on. <laughs> so the weather's amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So did you ever yeah. say anything to her? So to that client, no. But I made it, like, after that, I decided, like, okay. Because she was older. Yeah. And, like, sometimes... You can choose your battles. You, you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I definitely made a decision from then on to, like... Whether it was about myself or about social, like, society, like, just human beings in the world, if mm-hmm. people would use the wrong terms or mm-hmm. say the wrong things, I would definitely correct them. Right. Again, not wanting to, like, compromise my clientele. But, right, exactly. But Which definitely is a- was like, okay, you're not going to continue saying these yeah. things. Yeah. I'm going to show you. Yeah. Like, that you're wrong and you're going to appreciate it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my God. For her, I just, like... Oh, I didn't even know about the story. Yeah. So, just, like, a perfect yeah. transition. So, in that moment... The first thing you thought about is, like, I'm not going to mess with my coins. <laughs> I'm right. not going to mess yeah. with the cash flow that's coming yes. in. But did it, like, really upset you? Yeah. Because wow. I, like, 
I, you know, talking to people all day long is like, just comes so naturally to me. And yeah. with, in that moment, I was like, oh my God, like, what do I, I don't even know where to go from here. Right. Like, oh, lesbians aren't weird. Or why do you think that? Or and, it, and it's so bizarre for me. And that's such a, not only is it a double standard, but it's so bizarre that she has, she thinks these gay guys are so fabulous and right. kind of like prizes them. Right. But would think lesbians right. are weird. Yeah. Like that. Which I guess is a whole nother situation too because why does she think these, are these like her token? Like, yeah. oh. Is that her like quote Exactly. Token? Yeah, exactly. Which I absolutely hate. I absolutely tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I spoke very openly about on this pod, this here podcast right now. So it brings me to this week's topic. So, um, listeners, if you heard last week's episode, it was um, in reference to Janet Mock. Um, do you know about this, mm-hmm. Jessica? Janet Mock went on The Breakfast Club, um, this radio show, and then um, she released an essay to Allure Magazine about her experience. Then a week... It, within that essay, this was after a comedian went on the show and kind of made fun of her, her womanhood. Oh, do you not know that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So a comedian by the name of um, Little Duvall came on the episode, and there was a question that was posed. Um, one of the hosts asked, if you were with a transgender woman sexually and you found out um, that she was indeed a trans, what would you do? And basically, it, it, long story short, he said he would kill her. He would kill her because he would be so upset by it. And he he said it in a, I don't want to say joking way, but he said it like a lighthearted way. Um, and then went back and said he's not going to kill all transgenders, but like he definitely was like, it, it would upset him so much because it's taken over the, the power of choice. He also so they mentioned Janet Mock because she had been on the episode the week prior and Charlemagne, one of the hosts, said well you can't go around killing transgender people and they uh, I wouldn't say they spoke to her defense but they did check him in a way, in a very light subtle way. Um, and then they held up a book of her um, you know Janet Mock, yeah. um, stunning trans woman um they hope a picture of her and then he says oh no that dude is good i forgot what exactly what he said i think he's uh-huh. the n-word um oh he good or, or something basically denounced her as a as a woman and just like referred to her as her like before her transition um just so i can make fun now i uh, like they, they got a lot of press about that over the week, and then I since heard what the host had to say about this particular encounter, and um, they're refusing to like make any apologies or what have you because they don't feel like they're in the wrong. Now, my stance on this particular issue is this: if you allow someone to be disrespectful in that way, in any way, let's say. Let's say you were out and you heard a woman say, like your client said that to you. Mm. If you sit by and let that happen, to me, I feel like you are just as guilty as the person saying it totally. because you allowed it to happen. Right. So I want, I'd like to hear your opinion on that. Like, what what would you do? Like, how do you feel it could have been handled in a different way, I guess? for example, or how would you have handled it? Let's say we were on a podcast and someone was in the room and said something derogatory about, I don't know, um, of course they won't say anything. My initial, like, reaction, like, I would start laughing because I'd just be, like, like, nervous laughing. (laughs) Okay, so nervous laughing, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
is this a joke? Like, mm-hmm. are we going to hit a camera? Like, what's happening? Right. Like, this cannot be real. Right. Um, in handling it, like, I think, too, like, talking about handling racism, homophobia, things like this at this age, where yeah. I'm at now, uh-huh. absolutely. Like, Rachel's always like, you're going to get beat up. You yeah. have to keep your nose out of, like, what happens. Because I'm like, don't say that to her. Or, mm. you know, hold that grandma's hand while she crosses the street. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very much, at this age, being this comfortable with what I believe and, mm-hmm. and navigating this world, like, it definitely comes easier mm-hmm. than when my client first said that right. to me that many years ago. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think, like, time and place. And, like, Alan Cumming has such a good quote about... And now I can't remember it, of course, but talking about <laughs> like if you're a gay person, and maybe I'm getting totally off topic, but yeah. if you're a gay person living in this country, he believes that it's like your responsibility Absolutely. to come out and to stand up for people because you're not just standing for people, you're doing it for like the little boy in Wisconsin who like has abusive parents. Right. Or like like it's definitely our job. I believe it's definitely my job to stand up and say, interject myself into things yeah. or clock people or check yeah. people or totally like it ju- it literally just happened at work the other day where um a trans woman was outside you could see her outside and one of my workmates said something and another one said oh yeah that man right there and i'm like no that's a woman yeah and the person was like no that's <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm laughing that's just story but this is jake everyone no this is that's theodore the is that theodore yeah. Theodore is in the background trying to <laughs> make his... <laughs> trying to be known. Yeah, trying to be known. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but anyhow, like, I was like, no, that's a woman. And the person said, no, that's a man. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, she's presented as a woman, so she's a woman. Right. Like, why are we still talking about right. this? Like, from people who are my age, who are educated, who, like, I don't, I just... So, yes, it is definitely everyone's responsibility. Right. I agree. To take a moment. I agree. Yeah. Like, and take a moment and really have that conversation. That's a very particular... Your situation and the situation with Jenna Mock um, are very, um, very much centered around, I guess, work life. Because you're in a professional setting, Mm -hmm. so you can't really go all the way in on someone. Um, But let's say you're in a social setting. Like, how do you handle it if someone were to say something... Like, another example, like, racist around you. Um, Like, how do you... I think... Part of the understanding I'm trying to to I'm trying to get more of clarity and more understanding. I've recently had various conversations with different friends and things, and to my surprise, a lot of people are very um, what's the word? Surprisingly fearful to I think have these conversations, mm-hmm. so they kind of just allow it to happen. And for me, I get very passionately against that because I'm like, you're being a coward and you're not standing up for your either your black friend or your gay friend or your trans friend. And I feel like you're letting them down, and you're just letting it go. You're letting the discrimin the discrimination continue mm-hmm. and like fester. And I think it's our responsibility when we come in contact with people like that to really educate them yeah. um, and tell them what idiots they are. and But you don't have to do it in a very aggressive way so to a point that you are going to get in a physical altercation. But, right. like, back to the Janet Mock, the situation with the radio show. No, they weren't... They didn't say it, but they allowed someone to come on their platform and kind of make fun of it. And instead of them... They, they. I feel like they just washed their hands clean. Right. Like I didn't say it, and he was joking, right. and 
But that's not that's a joke. it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not a joke. Funny. And that's, that's the thing yeah. that kind of still hurts. And I, I don't yeah. think they understand the severity of right. allowing something like that to happen. How they don't? I don't understand. Yeah, I, I don't really either, to be honest with you. Like, I'm actually surprised to hear them. Yeah. I'm There's t- so many other things to talk about, focus on. Yeah. Why allow that to be okay? Mm-hmm. There's so many other things you could be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think with trans people and, and with, like, non-binary friends of mine and, and things like this, I've heard a lot of, you know, using the terms they and them mm-hmm. is very difficult mm-hmm. for people. Um which I don't see why. Yeah, just try. It's very easy. I can see. Yeah, I yeah. think it's not grammatically correct. Yeah, because it's a singular person. Right. But like, so many friends of mine—not so many—friends of mine have been like, "Oh, it's so hard for me to remember to say they and them or blah blah." I'm like, just say their name. Yeah. It's very easy. Just yeah. say Shelly Bell, Shelly Bell, yeah. Shelly Bell. Like, you don't have to say they and them if that's too quote unquote hard for you. Yeah. Like the person not going through this, not learning how to identify and what feels correct to this person. You know, it's not a struggle for you. Yeah. Struggle for them. Um, so I, I definitely am like, have just found a way to just be like, listen, it's not hard for you. Yeah. yeah. Say the person's name over and over. Yeah. And then you don't ever have to say they or them. Right. Or just learn how to fucking say they. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> not the hardest thing you're going to do in life. <laughs> it's very simple. Now, what do you think about people hiding behind, like, joking? Like, let's say somebody makes a joke. And it's not a tasteful joke. <laughs> it is it's a homophobic joke in, in this in this example. Um, I find that we too often use that as the front. Oh, it's just a joke. Lighten up. You take things too serious. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I hate that you take things too serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're being I... too sensitive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're too sensitive. Yeah. Um... I can't. I just, I feel like I don't know many people who say things like yeah. that. If I hear it, it's like on the street. Yeah. And then I can't help but like, like my face just reads it all. Like I right. can't help but look at them and have be you, like, are you serious? Have you ever interjected like, yourself in something that was... Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder Rachel was trying to keep Yeah. Yourself. With construction workers, like if I hear they, them say something, like, let's like, just say like someone calls someone a fucking faggot. Wow. Right? Uh-huh. And I'll be like, oh, fuck you, grandpa. Like, I just, I cannot help myself mm. to, like, interject into those. And what I'm doing is not really positive. Yeah. I can't let people get away with it. Right. Like, I can't get, you know, in terms of, this is totally off what we're talking about, but, like, body positive, too. Like, you know, I'm a bigger girl, so mm-hmm. if I sit down on the train, mm-hmm. more times than not, men will just kind of, like, uh, huff and puff. And I can't help it, but just like turn my head and stare at them. Yeah. Until they get up or they knock it off. Because you're not 12. Scoot over. Like, get a hold of yourself. So, yeah, I don't, I just, I don't know many people who make jokes. I just, I just can't help but yeah. if I do hear it. And see, that's the thing for me. Like, it's surprising in these recent, like, experiences when I've yeah. discovered, like, quote-unquote friends of mine who can allow that to happen. And I first, I think about myself, and I know that may be very selfish, but, like, how could you make allow someone to make a joke like that if I am someone important in your life, you know, in any capacity? I right. think it's very hard for me to digest that, as well as, for me, I'm the one to quickly defend a friend in any 
situation yeah. like that. So, like, when it's not reciprocated, especially when I'm not around, it makes me feel very uncomfortable. And I wonder, is it a little too extreme? Because I'm willing to cut people off. Like, let somebody say something crazy. Even about a trans person, like, we are all, like, one community. Um, so I would feel like I would be just letting someone down in my community. And just, yeah. it's just a form of hate and, like, discrimination yeah. that people have done to people just like me years ago, you know? Or even still now, even right. in prison death. Right. Now tell me about, you told me a story about your, was it your nephew or someone that met a trans person? Oh, yeah. And this is like a little off topic, but I thought it was just a beautiful and story to is, share. And I should say, this is in Orange County, California. Mm-hmm. And that in itself, it can be a very scary place for even like people of color, gay people. Like, yeah. It's, it's intense. Yeah. It's very conservative, very white. Um, in, in this neighborhood, uh, that this happened, but he is a skater and he was at the skate park and how old is he? He's eleven. Okay. And he made this friend, and at the end of skating together, this friend was like, "No, it's, you're probably not going to be my friend, but I just want you to know I'm trans." Trans boy to girl, girl to boy. I don't know you don't know. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and my nephew Arlo was like, well, I don't care. <laughs> like I'll see you next weekend. And, like before they like separated from skating that day. He told this kid, like, hey, if you never, ever need anything, like, I'm here. If you want to be a friend, you're cool. Like, no problem, you know? Like, just... And that's it, right? Like, yeah. kids, kids don't... They're totally taught these things. Yeah. Like, that, you know, the person making the joke on about Janet Mock, like... Yeah. Totally taught. Like, that's... We're not like that. Yeah. Right? Like, kids aren't like that. They learn all of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was really proud. We... My best friend has four boys, and we have a, a friend, Miles, uh, who we grew up with, and, you know, explained Miles came over a couple years ago and hung out, and they were asking questions about Miles and how we knew Miles, and, you know, we got in this conversation with them about how Miles, when we were growing up, was Michelle, and this is Miles now, and... Oh, wow. Yeah, amazing, and they were like, okay, and Miles, like, they had the best time with Miles, and so wow. they were like, when's Miles coming back? Oh, my God, I can't wait to see Miles. So... I feel like a lot of times with parents, too, because I have a lot of friends with, with kids, the earlier you talk to them about situations, I mean, this one best friend of mine talks to them about drugs and abuse and gay and trans. And I mean, since they could understand mm-hmm. she was having these conversations with them versus friends I have who will not talk to their kids about anything. Like, mm-hmm. don't even know someone is gay if their uncle has a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like... Honey, your uncle's good. <laughs> Come on, it's gonna be okay. Um, but yeah, I think you know, talking to these kids, the earlier the better. Yeah. Then you have experiences like this. Like this kid was fully prepared for Arlo to be like, "Ew." Yeah. And he wasn't. He was yeah. like, "Cool, yeah, I'll see you next weekend." Yeah. Can't wait to skate again. Oh Let me know anything. Yeah. Like super heartwarming. That is super heartwarming <laughs> yeah. story. Yeah. So. That's exciting that that is happening, especially in places like Orange County. Yeah, do you think over time that we will become, I mean, in this present day, it's hard to to even fathom what the future will be at this point, but do you think, like, we will become a little bit more accepting in the future? Because I always thought that, but then now, I kind of, it's like a scary place to be in. Like, Like, I would ask you that before I would ask me that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, today I just read an article, and I, I actually sent it to you. Um, and this is another topic, and we'll just get into it, because we're just on a roll. Um, the one about LGBT. No, just LGBT. 
Oh, um, okay. Kind of separating themselves from the trans um, part and how that will be a problem. Hey, Jake, that's Jake in the background, Ryland. Uh, <laughs> wait, I didn't read it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it was... And I didn't know. We you talk about this a lot. Now that's why I'm actually glad you're you're on today. We always talk about like the divide within our community, and we've mm-hmm. gotten into it about like what well, is this divide between lesbians and gays, which is a topic that I'll I'll have later on, um, on a on a separate episode. But a lot of the people in the LGB are kind of trying to distance themselves away from transgender rights. Why? I, I, listen, I have no idea. All right, I know. Um, let me let me pull up the article now. So in the article, it's called Three Ways the LGB Community is Screwed if Transgender Rights Fail. And I was like stunned because I didn't even know LGB people were actually trying to distance themselves from transgender like, rights. Um, and the reason I bring this up is because I do believe that in some some shape or form, even your most white conservative person should have empathy and should be able to connect with a minority on some certain level. So it just baffles me that we still have people making jokes and things of that nature on a bigger scale and just allowing it to happen. Um, but but it's funny, the contradiction to that is that people, even when they're in our own community, don't even see something like trans rights as an issue. Um, and maybe that's where the problem is actually coming from. Um, in the article, it says um, LGBT, LGB people can be banned from bathrooms and locker rooms, which was an issue that we had, like, I guess a couple of decades ago, where they were trying to ban lesbians and gays from, like, the locker rooms and things like that, of that nature. Um, And all these things could, if we don't support the trans community, will definitely come back and affect us. And I just don't understand why people would want to separate themselves in that way. What do you think? Right, it's like, looking at this article, it's like, they want... LGB, which is so hard to say. Yeah, right. Isn't that weird? <laughs> which is lesbian, gay, bisexual. Right, from trans. But then don't you think, like, how do they not realize that, so, okay, you're going to abandon all your brothers and sisters. Yeah. And then you don't think these same people are going to come for you? Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, I what? mean, same thing with the Trump administration. Like, it will start with the trans people, but it will then trickle over to black people. Right. To women. And kind of retro... <laughs> all the rights that we have in some shape or form. So, and I don't think people realize that, so. I don't know how they couldn't. Yeah, I know. Like, more numbers is, like, more people speaking out and more people, you know, getting involved in their communities and to cut off a massive part of your community within your community. Yeah. Is so insane to me. I know. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. So tell me... Switching gears once again, what would you? What advice would you give to your younger self when, since you are a baddest bitch? <laughs> well, hello, Jake. Um, I guess you want to answer that question. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self, like dealing with someone who is homophobic, transphobic, racist, in that name, in a social setting, and, and if it's a surprise to you or presented in a joking way, what kind of advice would you give to someone like that? Um, and it's so funny, like in. When you're like teens and you're early twenties, you're like so worried about like social and like what people are gonna think. Yeah, like, yeah. You want to like say kind of on the straight arrow, right? Like, cool. Right. And now at this age, I'm like, everyone can literally go fuck themselves. Yeah, exactly. You take care of yourself. You yeah. Right. Like yeah. be a good person. Be nice to people. And 
you know, I feel like one of the best things that I ever heard when I came out was like, there's nothing to be embarrassed of. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to be ashamed of being gay. And like, so telling my younger self that like, you don't have to continue to like, try to like boys. Like it's fine. Like I had a great experience, like, or a great, not experience, like example. I had two gay uncles. Yeah. Who were like totally accepted into my family. But like, you know, you do what you think you're supposed to. And sometimes you end up with boyfriends when you're not supposed to. Whatever. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just like, my younger self and all of the kids, like, literally, it sounds so cheesy, but life mm-hmm. is too short. Yeah. Like, it's just, just exactly that. Like, yeah. Just do what you want. What makes you happy? Mm. Date who you want. If that's 10 people at once, if that's <laughs> yeah, three people and one guy, <laughs> if that's like men forever, daddies, twinks, like whatever, <laughs> butch lesbians, I don't care. Like, whatever. Yeah, just whatever flows your Yeah, that. and people and have if you think that you're going to lose your friends or, or family members, like, there are other people out there who want to love you and, like, welcome you into their circle, into their community. Not the LGBs, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you will find your, your place. Not these and LGBs. Not, yeah. in that, not in this article. Your family. Um, yeah. Well, I thank you so much for being a part thank of the so Privy Podcast as my second ever guest Yay. on the Privy Podcast. Woo, woo, woo! <laughs> um, and I'll close it by just saying, I just speak up um, to everyone, straight, gay, transgender, racist, non-racist, like, just speak up when something goes on around you that you don't like or you think is wrong. Like, just, I feel like you being quiet and just being okay and passive about it just makes the problem exist Mm -hmm. even more. And I think it heightens and and there is no resolution to it. And I, I don't think you'll ever make change if we don't speak up about it. Yeah. Um, and that's it, guys. Tell me what you think. Hit us at the Privy Podcast on Twitter, Instagram. It's been great. I want to hear what you have to say. Boris, we miss you, and we will see you in what? Four weeks. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, he's gone for a while. So I'll be back, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>